1: Beautiful and sometimes very rainy, mm-hmm. Laetrope, PA. So no 155 practice today. For those that do not know, practice did get bumped up early to 10.30 a.m. at St. Vincent College. So if you are currently in route, please reconsider. Yeah. Yeah, Please, unless reassess. hey, I mean you
0: know you could go to Sharkies or Dinos or one of the fine establishments yeah. here in Latrobe and have yourself some lunch. That's the reassessing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but but yeah, if you're you know if you're high talented out here hoping to uh, to make it for the start of practice, well. It'll be a quiet camp. Slow down. It'll be a quiet yeah. camp. Yeah, slow down. Exactly.
1: Slow down. Please. You know what?
0: Speaking of which, Motsy, during that during that pra- past break there, uh, I just met Carol. She's she's one of our our longtime Steeler Nation radio listeners. She's Let's tweeted go. A, a bunch of times over the year. Uh, she told me she woke up th- she woke up this morning. She was uh, coming up to camp from Maryland, and she said she got a text. I believe she said from someone in her family who said, "Hey, they just moved practice up." And she was like, "I was high tailing it up here from." Maryland to make it uh, so she was able to catch
1: oh no catch
0: about the last hour or so but the, the good news is is she had, she had a hotel room for tonight she was planning on coming oh, okay, to practice good, tomorrow good. as well too so uh, but yes uh, for those of you Jeez. that might be hightailing on it right now uh, slow down all right let's no let <laughs> yeah, yeah, slow it down, down and uh, and maybe uh, reroute for the rest of the afternoon because uh, just a few Steelers left on the field now as practice wrapped up about uh, 15 20 minutes or so ago
1: Yeah, but that is something that uh, has become a little bit of a theme um, in this year's Steelers training camp just having to be flexible, having to be light on your toes, so to speak. Um, We've had Friday night lights canceled. We've rescheduled and done a pseudo Monday night mat or Monday matinee practice at Latrobe High School. We've had walkthroughs in the gyms. We went back to uh, the south side of PA (laughs) for some of our regular practices as well, man. So this this training camp has been very unique in the sense uh, from a location standpoint and just having to be flexible. But this is something that here in Pittsburgh, we can directly uh, identify and relate to. We've talked about how we've had numerous games be moved, whether it was COVID, whether it was weather, or whether it was just a game being flexed. But that is something that, as a Pittsburgh Steeler, man, you have to just be able to go and not allow any of these outside variables to negatively impact you, man. So Coach Tomlin, he's going to get that opportunity. (laughs) He's taking full advantage of it right now, man. So salute him for that.
0: It certainly is. You got to keep you got to keep those boys on their
1: toes. All right, keep them on their toes. Us media members on their toes. <laughs> the fans on their toes. Everybody, we we we're all experiencing okay, this hey, thing hey, together. Hey, you know, the grounds <laughs> crew
0: on their toes. The cafeteria Seriously, workers. Man. Everybody. Everybody's going. It's through like, it. man.
1: Oh, oh. We, we, we have them morning off. Nope. No, we don't get ready. Let's go. <laughs> Fire up the bacon. <laughs> and we got pads. <laughs> but oh, man, I, love it. I did want to uh, talk to you though, in the sense that we. We always talk about what George Pickens has been doing in terms of, you know, some of these plays that he's been making. Obviously, the way that he was able to end the two minute drill portion of practice with, you know, two highlight real catches, a, a nice one handed grab in the uh, end zone over Levi Wallace to uh, wrap up drill. But um, I just wanted to go back and just talk about, you know, what impact we feel like he can continue to bring to this team as we're starting to see more and more come from them, right? Because when I think of, George, and I'm looking at how these quarterbacks, and in particular, whoever has been paired with him, they seem to always do really well. Yes. And I'm just wondering to myself, like, man, this dude might be the cheat code for this here quarterback competition. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, potentially. When you're seeing certain players, it's like, man, anytime you got this receiver, man, you looking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when that guy's not out there, ah, it's not always the same. How do you account for that? In this particular competition,
0: yeah, you know that is a. Uh, I tell you what, that's a great topic by you right there, partner. If I if I do say so myself, because it's been you know it's been limited what we've seen from Deontay Johnson. There was there was the hold in early on. Um, he's he's had a full full practice uh, a full a uh, couple couple full practices, and then he's had some 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 acclimation days here as well too as he gets going. We all know obviously Chase Claypool has uh, has missed some time with. Uh, with injury as well too, so it, it really you know it, it's it's been an opportunity for 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 George Pickens to step up into those roles and get and get a lot of spin, and he's gotten work with with all three of the quarterbacks, and I I don't think it's coincidence that they have for the most part not not completely but for the most part those quarterbacks they've had their best days they've had their best moments um, when they've been working more with Pickens when they've been targeting him more. And man, especially to Motsi, you know, over the last week or so, as we've talked about how you've seen the, the elevation and quarterback play that you wanted to see, it really feels like at A lot of times there's, there's been a direct correlation there, honestly, bet- between the quarterback and between Pickens. it, it's it's hard to ignore. It's impossible to ignore at this point. It right. really is. You know, we Moats and I, I think, are, are two of the more level-headed people when having this conversation. I mean, I just saw there's just there was just somebody who tweeted I, I saw on Twitter. I will give everybody who likes this tweet a million dollars if George Pickens doesn't win Rookie of the Year. Uh, let's you know, uh, and that that's that's a, that's a, that's 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 a joke in its own <laughs> way, right? And that's just things that people do on social media to, to have fun. And I, I get all that. I'm not naive, but that is where. The hype is at this point, it, it, it truly is, um, but it's still, it's still um, to me, you know, we, we need to approach it with some caution, but you also can't deny what you've seen out here now because the sample size mm-hmm. is so large. It's not the first day of practice, it's not the first week of practice, it's not even the second week of practice at this point. Um, none of the defensive backs are taking him lightly anymore, right? Uh, Akella Weatherspoon, Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, they've all had their one-on-one battles with this guy, and... To be fair, not that they've you know gotten destroyed or anything, but you know, Pickens has has you could certainly on, make a case has come, come out, out on top of to those battles. Did you
1: see how you start? It's not like they're getting destroyed. It's like oh man, they get cooked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't say that they're getting I cooked. Know, I wouldn't. I, say, know, I wouldn't I say, know. say that. That's not. That, I know, but that's not fair the, to say that. That's you're, the I'd be a little. You're though. right. You're right. I'd be exaggerating <laughs> so, guys, a little bit. Cooked, oh, no. I'd be exaggerating a little bit if I said they were getting cooked. But if you were, you know, if, if you were, if you were deciding a winner as well too, you would, you know, if you're standing there in the in the middle of the octagon after the fight, you're raising George. So, Pickens somebody's arm. really beat up. Yeah, yeah you're raising really George Pickens' not arm, not up. the I not the it. other guy's arm. <laughs> uh, and so again, it's it's still got to be approached with caution. I mean, the guy has still not even played a preseason game yet in the National Football League. But when you get to Week Three, when he's done it against all your top cornerbacks out here. Um, At that point, it becomes hard to deny. And like you said, too, I I, I think you're absolutely right in pointing out that it does in some ways feel like there's a direct correlation between the quarterbacks that are targeting George Pickens out here. A lot of times are the ones that are are getting talked about the most on that day.
1: Yeah. And for me, man, it's one of those things. It's like I'm excited about it because, yeah, it's kind of like when you have Antonio Brown out there. It's like, yeah. Whoever's throwing him the ball, of course you're going to look that much better. But there is still a difference, though, in terms of a Ben Roethlisberger versus a Landry Jones, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the thing where I'm just trying to see, like, okay, the more this thing goes on and on and on, and we're always getting the highlights from these various quarterbacks being George Pickens, what is it like when he's not available to you? What is it like if a team says we're going to take him away, we're going to double team him? How are these quarterbacks still progressing through? How are they still in terms of their reads, in terms of the touch on the passes? Because with the George Pickens, we talk about margin of error for ball placement. He is what we like to call a quarterback's best friend. You can put that ball pretty much anywhere around him, and he's a guy that can go and get it. Very similar to when we talked about with the Antonio Brown, right? the 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 margin of error his catch radius is just nice so for quarterbacks you can kind of get away with certain things with him versus other guys well that's the thing for me where it's like i want to see more of these plays being made And, and obviously george is going to continue to make them but make sure we're getting it with other guys as well or at least to that extent where we're not just saying hey man he's only good because he's throwing it to this quarterback andy dalton throwing up to aj green for example it, you know, like, we look at Andy Dalton, it's like, yo, yeah, we're a good quarterback, but we still feel like you were a, a huge beneficial of, you know, playing with A.J. Green. And that's kind of like that feeling I'm starting to get in a sense right now with our guys. I'm just like, oh, no, please don't tell me it's just this. I mean, it could still work. Don't get it twisted. It could definitely work, but it just doesn't feel as good at times, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh... It doesn't. It,
1: I, 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 I hate to bring it up, but it's just I, one of the things. I'm like, because yeah. George is a beast. Like yeah.
0: he he's proven. You know, that <laughs> I was trying to
1: think: is there any way I can talk legit. around that one? But yeah,
0: and you know what? Too y- yeah, it, it is. And there's there's something to be said for you know the, the Steelers don't have. You know, you, you made the the Antonio Brown reference uh, a moment ago, um, and. You know we we saw that day after day out here at Latrobe for years with Antonio Brown. To be fair though, right? Antonio Brown was also doing it against Joe Hayden for a, a large majority of yes, that time. Absolutely, um, one one of, one of the best corners in the National Football League. Um, a guy who was a top ten pick himself and a Pro Bowler and, and all the and on down the list. There is still, you know, it is not like George Pickens is out here uh, doing work against uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, or or or, right. or, or, or J.C. Jackson or Jair Alexander, but certainly Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace, all absolutely guys um, that are viable cornerbacks in the National Football League, and that's the that's where I maybe you know come back on that is it's not like he's just had his way with Akello and done all right again. It's not like he, okay, well, you know what, he he did really well today against Levi Wallace, but yesterday not so much against Cam Sutton. I mean, Mike Tomlin has thrown in the one-on-one portions, he's thrown all those guys at, at George Pickens. And uh, and like I said, he's been the one who, you know, if you're doing the, the boxing ring analogy, who would have his hand raised as the victor at the end. Um it's, it's hard not to get excited about that. It is. And, those are, you know, and it is funny. As much as I'm screaming, like, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, I also – isn't this why we have training camp? I mean, isn't this why we do this? Isn't this you why we're, we're set up here and broadcasting, you know, for a billion mm-hmm. hours a day on Steelers Nation Radio? This stuff does matter, too. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm minimalizing it. I just – I know that the George Pickens hype train has already picked up some steam. And like I said to you at the end of the first hour of the show, after today's performance, and particularly the end of practice there as well too, that locomotive might be rolling down the tracks here by this afternoon, Arthur Modes. <laughs>
1: hey, I like that, man. But the flip side is I'm sure we're going to have the people playing doubles advocate about our corners because, as you mentioned, he's not doing this against Joe Hayden. He's not doing this against Jalen Ramsey. It's not Jair Alexander. So I'm sure there are going to be people out there that are going to be asking, well, what does this mean about our defensive backs? (laughs) Well, they're getting schooled by a rookie out there. What are we doing? Exactly, because I'm sure people will go back and think on the Cincinnati Bengals game, right? Jamar Chase versus James Pierre. Um, Think about how Pierre had played in that preseason, that training camp. Um, A lot of high expectations on him, Right. But we still didn't know what it would look like against elite talent, elite speed and things like that. And unfortunately, when it did get matched up, we saw how Jamar Chase was able to have um, some success in that game. So it just has me thinking like, man, could this be one of those situations where even though we think we have three really good players at that quarterback room, are they going to be limited against some of this higher end talent that is looking like George Pickens is showing he has the potential to be one of those caliber players. If that is the case, how would you feel about that?
0: Oh, I don't know, man. I, you know, because it's, it's
1: partly, good. It's partly it is, good. It is, but it then is. the
0: other side is like, ah. And you're asking you're maybe asking they all these are heavy who we thought they were
1: here in this segment. All right, I mean, well, you wanted the me to host it, baby, and they they moved our
0: practice. You know, they move our practice. I had to step it up. Come on now. It. It, 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 I, there, I think there's certainly, you know, again, it's a, it's a it's a very strong point by you. It's a very astute observation. Um, that's Isn't that kind of the greatest training camp conundrum, if you're looking from a bird's-eye mm-hmm. view? Of like, you better okay, believe well, it. The defense had a great day today. Well, does that mean the defense is great, or does that mean the offense stinks? Well, the offense had a great day today. Does that mean the defense just had a bad right. day, or is the defense maybe not as great as we all anticipate they could be? Um and, if it's day-to-day I mean, day like I, it that. It really is. It, like, it, if it's day-to-day,
1: it, it, day, that's one thing. But with George, we're, we're not talking about him having two good days, two bad days.
0: <laughs> that's the difference, no, right? And, and you know what? And that's a that's another that's, – because you're yeah. absolutely – this is week three now. That he is, right. that he is continuing he's to look this. better. And yeah. Better. And it's a great point by you. when When he was out there against – now see I'm gonna make it seem like I'm poo pooing guys here again too. But I guess the depth no, chart no, is poo poo, but
1: the depth chart is a depth chart. The depth Absolutely. chart is a depth chart. When it's context. When
0: he's when he's out there having success and having having these, you know, stacking these wow moments against Justin Lane and against James Pierre, it's impressive, right? Because those are again, those, right. those are those are NFL veterans. This guy's a rookie, this guy hasn't even played a preseason game yet. And as our as our brother Tun would say, right, if you can't beat the stiffs, I mean you are a stiff. So Absolutely. It's, it's one thing when he starts out against some third team guys and then he moves up to, to the ranks of, of Pierre and, 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 uh, and Justin Lane. And you're saying, all right, we're, we're seeing it. It's looking good. Uh, let's 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 slow down the hype here. But then he continues to move up the depth chart and he starts to get more reps uh, against Cam Sutton and he starts to get more reps against Akella Weatherspoon. And then today, I mean, these, these one on one is making Levi four Wallace, million dollars
1: apiece. Correct. These are making $4 million a piece. Those ain't, that's not chump change.
0: That's and two mean... of them, you know, Akella with yeah. a guy that they went out and acquired last season and then kept this year and Levi Wallace, another guy that they, they clearly, you know, went out and mm-hmm. acquired in free agency. Um, <laughs> it's it, 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 at that point, it becomes hard to think that you don't have to give some credit to Pickens, right? Um, yeah. Because, cause he's, I mean, he's doing it against everybody out here. And, you know, again, we, we, are not pretending that any of these guys are, are, you know, 2017 Joe Hayden when we used to rave about those camp battles between him and Antonio Brown every single day. But at the same time, they are proven NFL talents, and and he's having a lot of success here no matter who or what uh, Mike Tomlin in the Steelers' defense throws at him.
1: Let's hope it continues for George,
0: and let's hope that the defense continues to
1: improve and make this more competitive as well, man. But I'm definitely liking it, though. And that's why I had to bring it to you, man, because I like when you have to answer those hard, hot questions like that. So with that being said, I would answer how I feel, but I don't want to get fined. So I'm going to go to break right here. But when we come back, we're going to continue discussing this, man, because how could you not be excited about what's going on at Steelers training camp? Once again, this is Arthur Motz and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. I love the Steelers. 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 We are always talking black and gold on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for second segment of this final hour, man. And for those that do not know, we will continue to reiterate this. Practice is finished for today was moved up to ten thirty a.m. today instead of the typical 155 practice time at st vincent college due to the inclement the inclement weather that was potentially on the forecast so for yeah. those of you that are still in route for those of you that may have not heard or not checked your phone prior to hitting the road Pause and meditate for a second, man. Reassess. Think what you're trying to do because practice is officially done for today. All right? Just wanted to and reiterate Motsi, that to you.
0: mozi I just had to break a, uh, a, a young kid's heart here. Poor Jacob and I oh felt no. so bad. Oh, no. I mean, this kid who was probably 11, 12 years old came running up to our tent and said, what time does practice start? Like, they clearly just got here. And we oh, went, we went no. oh, no, buddy. Uh, practice just ended. They moved it up today due to weather. And uh, yeah. yeah, poor guy had to run back to his parents and tell them we missed practice and <laughs> – Nah, oh, I just hope sucks. they can make it out and make it out at some point. Yeah, I, that's the worst. Oh, that's the worst I've felt sucks. in a while. And I just had to tell God. somebody practice
1: was over. Oh man, poor kid. <laughs> I was like telling somebody, hey, "You the two fairy? Ah,
0: hey man, easy killer, easy.
1: All right, right. Jeez. Is that what it's going to be like
0: one day when I have to tell my daughter that Santa? Jeez. isn't, You know what? We could have kids listening right now. I don't want to wreck anybody. No, else I was about, about to say, afternoon.
1: I thought Santa's still Santa's still around my hood. I don't know what you're talking about. I still see him pull up daily. Well, He's been missing yeah. a lot of
0: things on my list. Over the past couple years, so you send him my way next time you talk to Jolly Saint. Nick. Well,
1: you you know you got to be a little nice, you DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I digress. You're right. You're right. Yes, indeed, man.
1: But um, you know, we, we were ending that topic or ending that last segment, man, referring to George Pickens, just t- talking about his impact, right and how we viewed the quarterbacks because of that, but then we started transition that conversation a little bit towards the defensive side of the ball, and in particular those defensive backs. And I did just kind of want to wrap up that part of the conversation by just asking you: mm-hmm. Do we believe in our DBs as they're currently constructed in terms of the top 3 Levi Wallace, Akella, Witherspoon, and Cam Sutton—based on how those three guys have performed specifically against a George Pickens? Because we know that they've had success against some of the other receivers, but George is looking like a unicorn, mm-hmm. and we know we happen to have unicorns in our division. And the teams that you know have a lot of success in the postseason typically have a unicorn or two on yep. their roster. That's what you need. So it just had me wondering. Um, how do you feel about our DBs right now, man?
0: I'm not. I'm not worried at all. I'm not panicked at all. Um. I think... Uh, listen,
1: we, do we, did you break out the CCW already?
0: See, CCW I, I, don't, I don't know if I need to. Don't I'm, break that out I mean, just I'm yet. Calm. We breaking I'm, that out just yeah, yet. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm calm. I'm not panicked about the defensive backs here. Listen, I know on the surface, anyone could easily make an argument. Okay, well, George Pickens, you know, in the last few days out here, he's gone out and won reps against Akello. He's gone out and won reps against Cam Sutton. He's gone out and won reps uh, against Levi Wallace today. Well, you know, a rookie shouldn't be doing that to these guys. We're, we're in trouble. I I'm I'm not anywhere close to that point yet. Um, Cam Sutton is a guy that we know is is a is a very viable uh, NFL player on Sundays. Levi Wallace proved his worth last year certainly. I mean throughout his time in Buffalo, but last year certainly uh, when uh, Tre Davis White went down and he was thrust into a more prominent role for the entire season, and uh, and you all still 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 saw the type of year that Buffalo had. Um, and then uh, uh, Akello as well, too. What he was able to do, you know, down the stretch at the end of last year, um, hopefully you think settled into what he was being asked to do on defense. And, yeah, new defensive coordinator, but it was his old, uh, you know, the secondary coach, uh, Terrell Austin, who has now taken over. Those guys uh, should be uh, very uh, simpatico at this point. Mm. You, would, you would hope. So, no, I'm, I I think their performance has been fine. I, I think that – um, when you combine two, you know that they're still working minka Fitzpatrick back into things and what he means to this defense um, when you think of it in the context of 11 and eleven on 11 on 11 football mozi where you know the Steelers aren't just going to be running by the opposing team's quarterback as well right. too I don't think you need hey, would we like them? yes, yeah, sure, but I don't think you need in this Steelers' defense a Jair Alexander or a Jalen Ramsey you just need good defensive backs because because you've got great you've got a great safety you've got a great pass rush and i i certainly think that that this group is is adequate enough to to do that job you know once we get into uh a real 11 on 11 setting where where the defense is also hunting the opposing quarterback at the same time
1: no i love that right there and i'm actually glad that you uh you spoke on that because no that is absolutely the case um the way our defense is set up we know our money is up front. We want to see mm-hmm. TJY Cam Hayward get out to these quarterbacks. We believe that Alex Heisman was ready to take another step. It turns out he gets after these quarterbacks. And then Larry Ogan, Jovi, uh, Ch- uh, was it Chris Wormley? And then obviously a DeMarvin Leal, the young guy that we're excited about. That's going to be. You know the, the 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 tempo. That's they're going to be the ones that set the trajectory of this defense and ultimately of this team. When they're winning their one on ones up front, when they're dominating up front, this defense is going to be looking a lot better. Very similar to that New York Giants team that went and um, beat New England Patriots. The was it Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck, uh um who was a OC Yura, Jason yeah. Pierre Paul, yep. like that group. They didn't have all world safeties and corners and linebackers. They had really good players on the back end. They had some smart players on the back end, but at the end of the day it was that front that set the tempo. It was that front that created the havoc that would create the hostile environments and the games where they were able to play up to their full potential that defense was very successful and as a whole the team was successful but in some of those games where they weren't that caliber or some of the guys missed time, you remember that team wasn't undefeated for a reason when that D-line wasn't playing up to their full potential for regardless, whatever it was, whether it was injury, whether it was just a bad game, that defense and that team as a whole did not look as good. So I do feel like for us, it's going to be a similar situation. When our defensive line is doing what they're supposed to do and they're creating that hostile environment that we always hear coach Tom and speak on. I think these DBs in the secondary is going to look really good. I think in games where maybe somebody is missing time or it's just a bad matchup up front where we're not winning enough of those one-on-one opportunities, I think that's where we could run into some issues with this secondary. But right now, I'm with you. I'm not overly concerned about it because I do feel like based on what T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward have been able to show, and even uh, Alex Heisman to a certain extent, I do feel like we're going to always have a certain level of pressure each and every game up front that have helped those guys out on the back end.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great example by you. You know, I think there's some similarities there, maybe with what we've seen over the Niners the last few years. You know, mm-hmm. they not, again no, they're not you know they've got good players in the secondary, but it's it's really you know Fred Werner and those guys that they have up front that have you know been the the, dr- the straw to stir the drink for that team and a couple trips to the AFC Nick Championship. Nick Bosa, you had your yeah. Armsteads up there. Like, they, they've had some some
1: some dudes up there on that front seven. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, they they, they certainly have. Um, and I think you know that is that's also another you know proven way um, that this you know the Steelers have had success in that same way um, you know and I think there are maybe some you could make some comparisons of and I don't listen I'm I'm one of you know Troy Polamalu's biggest fans but you know the the Minka Fitzpatrick playing his role right I'm not comparing Minka to Troy or anything like that but you have you have the elite safety right on the back end and then. Mm-hmm. You got some some you know Ike Taylor Willie Gay types really good players right again not not all pros not future Hall of Famers like like Troy and you know potentially Minka but really good players and then you just have a, a nasty front that can snuff out the run that can get after quarterbacks um, we've seen the Steelers win two Super Bowls with that with that formula during Ben Roethlisberger's time and, and make it to a third right um, to me that is that's a viable way to, to do things if, if you've got one of the best uh, um, passing it to, or if you've got part of me one of the best pass rushes in the National Football League which the Steelers have led the league in sacks for five straight years so hard to deny that they don't have that uh, as long as you're good on the back end you can create a lot of problems for opposing offenses you could create a lot of turnovers and you can have a lot of su- su- success with your secondary just operating as a as a function of, of of how you you know or what you're asking them to do in the defense
1: yeah and The thing is, when you do have that elite talent, which we do have up front, it's proven. When you're talking T.J. White and Cameron Hayward, those guys have shown that they can be counted on week in and week out. And that's the reason why I do think we can legitimately hang our hat on this approach from a defensive mindset perspective without having to get too complex and start doing a lot of the blitzing, which to me I think would put these cornerbacks in harm's way more than helping them. I think it's important, though, that, hey, when we were talking about this group up front, that, yeah, we're real about it. And I do think we can legitimately say that these guys have proven that they can be impact players and take over games in certain elements in terms of T.J. White and Cam Hayward.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we saw that play out last year, right? You think back to the Seattle game. uh, You think back to – the Monday night game against the Browns. I mean, those those were, were moments there where just, I mean, two guys alone, T.J. Watt and Kevin post were,
1: Even post uh, – was it overtime Chicago? Yeah. You think about the play, I believe yeah. it was T.J. Watt making a play in that game. So, yeah, without a doubt, we've seen various instances even last year where all three of those – or excuse me, where both of those guys had to make plays in those games – to ultimately help us come out victorious to help us get a playoff uh, right. spot get the, as get well. This, yeah. Get the Steelers <laughs> yeah. out of
0: stadiums with some wins. Uh, and and you're right. Able, able to secure a, a postseason berth. Um, those guys, we expect them to do the same. You know, you, you add miles Jack, you add Ogan Joby. Hopefully you get a little bit healthier too. Cause we all know, I mean, the defense was just ravaged with injuries and absences last season. I mean, it started, you know, with Tyson Alualu in game number one and just kind of rolled downhill from there. Um, but yeah i i think that there's there's a real opportunity that we could look back you know health considered obviously in the ability to to get that run defense corrected because you're not going to be an elite defense if you're that bad against the run again you just you can I don't care how many sacks how many times you sack the quarterback you can't be an elite defense if you're dead last in the league against the run but if they can just become average against the run on defense but still have some of that splash that we've seen over the past few years certainly still be at the top of the league in terms of getting after the quarterback um I don't think any of us are going to be concerned about the defensive backs. In fact, I think that they'll they'll all have solid seasons.
1: No, and we're going to definitely need it though, man. And you hit on something. I don't want to go into it just yet because you know we're getting okay. close to that time we okay. got to take a break anyways, but the run defense being improved. Yeah. That is something that is going to be critical. That is something that man
0: 100%. And we're not really going to know that have until we know it. to be that. better. Yeah. Right.
1: And that's the unfortunate part. It's hard to gauge it in training camp practices. Um, because It'll even, be even hard when the last watching too, you watching training camp practice, yeah. 100% it will be because you're not getting the full gamut of defenders out there. Offenses aren't running the same gamut of plays. It's more evaluations than necessarily saying, hey, I want to see, can we just run this ball with this starting unit? We're not getting a lot of that. We really won't know until the regular season. And that's the unfortunate part about it. But we just got to hope that the people that we brought in here. You're Larry Ogunjobis. You're hoping that a DeMarvin Leal. We know that Chris Wormley has proven what he can do up here. And a Travis Adams. What is it like with a full offseason with him as well? Mm-hmm. Those are some of the guys, man. Those are some of the ones where you're hoping that the improvement and the consistency will show. But it's going to be so hard right now, at least, to get a full picture of that because of who is available, and who is not available to us during this time of year.
0: It absolutely is. You know, we there's there's been some movement on the defensive line. Larry Ogunjobi just getting to work this week. And you're right, even, you know, training camp settings, preseason settings, there are certain things that you can absolutely evaluate in those. And I think we've all done a good job here on SNR of, of laying those out here into our third week of camp. Run defense is a tough one. I mean, it just is because until we get to, what is it, Sunday, September 11th and week 1 against Cincinnati uh that's just one of those it's hard to simulate it's hard to to judge off of what you're seeing in those small sample sizes but mozi that's that's the thing man it doesn't have to be an elite stop, run stopping defense if they can just be league average if they can go from 32nd ranked run defense to 15 16 17 you know somewhere in that in that range Man, Wilder. I'll settle
1: for twenty. Chill out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll settle for twenty, man. We was dead last last year. We can't be dead last. Give me twenty. That's that's a twelve. That's a twelve spot jump. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. No, I would too it. Because if you still have the elite pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, what that would allow you to do is all of a sudden, as, as you and I have discussed, the complimentary football thing of you wouldn't have Minka Fitzpatrick playing near the line of scrimmage nearly mm-hmm. as much. Hopefully that translates into more splash on the back end like we saw uh, early on in Minka's tenure in Pittsburgh. That's what you're looking for, not asking him to have, what, 129 tackles and, and lead all defensive way too backs many. in the NFL in tackles. Way too many. It's great to know that he has the skill set to do that. but, uh, but Yeah, but that's way too many. Wait Let's to get him doctors. back to taking away the center of the field and uh, and get some some more interceptions from from the defensive backs this season, and and that defense is is going to be in a great spot.
1: No question. So we're going to get ready to take our final break. But for those that have been hitting us up on the Twitter dot com at Wesley Euler, go ahead, yeah. sure. You know, you know, got to give it at one time for the culture. But, um, yeah, make sure, man, you get your comments, man, anything that you have on the table, man. We will address that going into this final segment, man. So, if you have anything as it relates to George Pickens, the QB competition, these practices getting moved, let us know. And we'll address those when we come back. It's Arthur Motes and Wesley Uller on Steelers Nation Radio. This is Black and Gold Fan Heaven. Listen to this crowd. SNR say to never mess with the classics but panera did just that and more with our new chef's chicken sandwiches by using pan seared chicken our secret garlic aioli recipe parmesan crisps and pickle chips all on a buttery brioche roll because if no one messed with the classics you never have a chicken sandwich this good new chef's chicken sandwiches from panera only one dollar delivery fee when you order on our app restrictions apply for details visit panerabread.com This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24 7 home of the Black and Gold, SNR. Yes, it is the 24 7 home of the Black and Gold, Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Final segment of today's show. No practice, about to start at 155 because. Practice has already happened today, ladies and gentlemen. The Steelers did move that up to 10.30 a.m. today to beat the inclement weather. So if you have not heard or if you're, you know, a late bloomer, whatever it may be, no practice. Starting at 155, practice is done (laughs) for the day. Beat the yes, equipment. If you're, if you're rushing down
0: there. Route 30 to get here for practice, uh, slow down, I take your time. I got 15
1: minutes, I got 15 minutes. Maybe, maybe no, you peel
0: don't. off at Dino's <laughs> and get some wings or grilled yeah. cheese cheeseburger at Sharky's and Something, something, man. But just take your time because no rush. Yes, practice yeah. is uh, is well and done and, and dusted. Uh, Autograph Hill has cleared out and there's just a few people left on campus.
1: Yes, that is the case. So, just wanted to give you guys the heads up for that, but... To finish the show like we typically like to do when we are not joined by a Steelers legend to uh, you know, bless us with their presence, we like to go to the Twitter.com because we are an interactive show. We do love to hear the feedback and thoughts, comments, and concerns from the power grid and the megawatts. So with that being the case, I will turn this over to my trusted great head partner in crime. Talk to me, baby. What we got?
0: All right, so two days in a row here for our, our, our final Twitter segment. Uh, Steeler Nation hey 920 now. up in Wisconsin has led us off. So, you know, that means he's he's asking the good questions. You know, we like the balance of a Steelers-related question and then an off-the-wall goofy question that, that we can kick around for about 30 seconds as well, too. So 920 is going to lead us off here for uh, the second day in a row. He wants to know how likely you think it is that Jalen Warren earns a spot on the final roster.
1: I think he's definitely making a case for himself. When you talk about the uh, performances he's been able to have in training camp and even having to come back from the adversity that he had, you know, in a couple of practices where he wasn't as secure with the ball. Um, I think he's doing a lot of positive things. I think for him, the next phase of his movement and his growth and development is doing it in stadium. You know, it's one of those things man, when you're evaluating a guy in practice, you get familiar with him. You start to get an understanding of him. But people act different on game days.
0: Yes. Sometimes yes. the
1: moment is too big and, and, and guys start overthinking it. Guys get tight. Guys don't play to, the full, to their full potential. They don't think the way that they're typically accustomed to thinking. Those are some of the things that – For Jalen, that's going to be the next thing that he has to show and introduce to this organization, that he can take the same things that he's doing Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, and going out there and doing it inside that stadium. So for him, I think that that'll be the true test for him, and we'll get a chance to know that come Saturday. And the most important thing of all, regardless of this running back talk and all this practice talk, he has to make plays on special teams if he truly wants to be on this team
0: yes yes it's that's you perfectly nailed it I mean, so far so good right he's on everybody's radar for a reason yeah. and that's what he's been able to accomplish here uh through camp so far, but yeah you, you got to do it in stadium the real you know the real ultimate uh showcase for him uh is is these three preseason games and if he continues to to stack those well and and does uh you know does his part out here he's got a he's got a good shot absolutely.
1: No, without a doubt, man. That's a good uh, question, right there. I like
0: that. That is a good question. 920 also wants to know from each of us what's the oddest thing you've ever ate?
1: Oddest thing I've ever ate. Um, Let's see. It's either fried crocodile, no, fried alligator or grilled squid. Oh, you down the there,
0: you're down there on the bayou, Arthur Motes.
1: Well, I have the, uh, the alligator. Yes, that was in the bayou, the squid. We just cooked that on a whim up here. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a wild whim by you there, I tell you. Look, look, man, I have, I have children, okay? And one of my middle chi- my middle child is almost, yeah, she's my twin. So we like to get creative. We like to try new things. And she likes to get new ideas from, you know, social media. So she watches these TikTok videos of people eating these weird things. And she's like, Dad, I want to try squid. So like any good dad would do, we go down to the, uh, my baby wants my baby gets, you know, we went down to the strip. We're like, we're going to get some, some real authentic seafood. I want some real squid for you, baby girl. So we went into one of these little markets, found the squittiest squid that we could find extra (laughs) squiddy on the squid. And then from there, man, I did it like any, uh, OG grill master would do. I fired up the big daddy out back and went to work. You know, season that thing up nice, and before I knew we were smashing on it. It tastes pretty good, too.
0: I love it. I love it. For me, this is an easy answer, Arthur Motes. Uh, I've been to Australia before when I was about 12 or 13 years old, and I had some kangaroo when I was in Australia. That's an easy one. Kangaroo. That's definitely the Does it taste
1: like chicken?
0: Yeah. Little little gamey. I feel like that's the go-to. Everyone says it tastes like chicken. It tastes now, like you chicken. know what it kind of tasted a little bit like is venison. That's probably the closest ah, example I could okay. give. Little gamey. You know you got to prepare it a certain way. Salty with mm-hmm. onions to kind of cut through some of that taste. Uh, but yeah, I was in sixth grade. I think, like I said, I was probably twelve or thirteen years old. I went to to Australia with my dad Kangaroo. when the when the symphony was was doing a tour there, and we ate a bunch of crazy stuff down under. Uh, but but I feel like you owe it to yourself, though,
1: right? List. I feel like you have to when you're abroad and when you're in one of those countries like that, you just got to try something. When in different, Rome, right? I mean, just for the sake it. of it. right,
0: absolutely, man. That's it. That's it. Uh, good one. Good one there from uh, from nine twenty. Uh, Annie tweets us and says. You know, for for, uh, all the bad things uh, that the pandemic brought a couple seasons ago, it feels like the Steelers got a lot of practice and they still are now in camp on being flexible, being adaptive uh, to game schedules, to practice schedules. And I think that's handy, you know, whether it's having to adapt on game days or, or just, uh, you know, trying to, to get ready for training camp. And, no, I mean, she's absolutely right. You know, weather is a part of that as well, too. You're going to have your 90-degree days out here in La Trobe. You're going to have your days where it's rainy and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pouring out here. Uh, you got to be ready for anything and everything. And, yeah, this team certainly learned that during the pandemic season, and uh, that's continued absolutely here <laughs> specifically over the last five days of camp or so.
1: No, you're absolutely right, man. When you're talking, you always hear me joke about sudden change, sudden change, sudden change, because as (laughs) an athlete, as a professional athlete, man, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. When it's time to go, it's time to go. It's been times where you might be in practice and you say, well, hey, coach, we had two stops or we had our three stops. We got a turnover. I get to sit down for four plays. Well, what happens if we fumble the snap on the first play? You're not getting a drive to relax. You're not getting two series to relax. No, you got to go right back out there right now, set and change. What happens when the game was scheduled for Saturday at 1 o'clock, but you got flex in the prime time? You can't complain about that. No, you got to be ready to go whenever it is. And that's something that Coach Tomlin always harps on. He's very intentional about trying to schedule certain things to introduce that for us. And this year it just so happens that he's getting to do it organically without even have to, you know, Say, hey, we're going to try to create some type of adversity. We're going to try to throw these guys off of their proverbial routine. Because as players, we are very much creatures of habit. We love our routine. You want to see Arthur Motes get into (laughs) a a little bit of a a tussie, a a little perturbed, a little cantankerous. cantankerous, Start messing with my schedule start messing with my schedule, start surprising me doing things that we did not discuss. And that's when you'll you'll, you'll get that rigidness coming out. You'll you'll get that, oh, why he seems so apprehensive all of a sudden? He's usually this jovial, just nice guy. Yeah, we don't handle change very well. But that's something that coaches always work with us on. And that's how we get better at it. But that is something that, man, at the NFL, you have to be light on your feet, man. And, And yeah. This year is just
0: continuing on with that theme. That sounds like another one of those that could also be used as an example for parenting, right? I mean, Oh, geez. 100%. Jeez, 100%. It's great that you got hey, the kids in routine, right? Yeah, until you got to out out routine, right? yeah, uh-huh. and, you gotta break that routine.
1: <laughs> Nothing worse than Wes, you can relate. You're getting ready to walk off the door, diaper bag's packed, and that blowout happens. And you're oh, like, bro, my... really? <laughs> <laughs> like, you had to have that blowout right now, like, like right now, the one that go up right your back now? and I got to change the whole outfit. That one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's yep. Woosa.
0: <laughs> we got to, you just got to goose us sometimes and just, just let it happen. Just let it mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's a funny one for sure. Uh, Steel city champs chimes in here. Um, and it's been a while. He said, you know, it's been a while since you guys have heard from me. Uh, took a new analytics position in my company, so I've been blessed. Nice, congratulations on the, on the road today, listening to the best guys on the radio, hoping all everything is going well out there in Latrobe for practice. Yeah, has been a while since since, uh, since Steel City Champs has tweeted. Yeah, it definitely us, but, has, uh, man. Congrats, that's that's good news. You know, you've been away from the the radio in the afternoons a little bit. Job promotion, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. And as Arthur Moats would always say, right? If you uh, you know, if you can't catch the show live at noon, no big deal. Just subscribe mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcast. Steelers Blitz is where you can get Uh-oh. us uh, uploaded every single day in podcast form.
1: Shout out to all of that, and make sure you leave a nice review five star or one star, none of that in between. Okay, That simple.
0: <laughs> it really is that easy. You either love us or you hate us. There is no in between. Uh, <laughs> Lil Lil Bro eight seven eight tweets us
1: little bro 878
0: eight. and i right. think i think this is a uh this is the first time I this, is, to I think say. this is the first time tweeter here arthur motes
1: i would definitely say that's the first time tweeter shout so, out the little bro though <laughs> so, so
0: so welcome to the party pal here um uh, little bro wants to know if we think at this point uh george pickens it's smart to throw a few shillings on him for nfl offensive rookie of the year
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely don't think it would hurt, man. Um, you're going to still get him with good odds right now. Um, it's still early before you see him in a preseason game. Real quick. So that means the rest of the NFL hasn't had a chance to see some of the things that he's been doing in training camp. Um We know he's an offensive position, so that's a huge – not an offensive position, but he's at a skill position where he's going to create highlights as a wide receiver. So that is important for him as well, very critical to his chances of winning, you know, Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, yeah, I do think it would, you know, be worthwhile to go ahead and put something down on him.
0: He is, on my book right now, Arthur Motes, plus 2500 to win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. He has the 16th best odds, 15 rookies listed in front of him with better odds. I mean, hey, though, that's $10 bet wins you $250 if it were to hit. Yeah, that might be, I mean, maybe worth a 10 buck,
1: Chuck. That's all I'm saying. I think it's worthwhile. And just think about the excitement you're going to have watching him do it. And more importantly, man, because you're still a fan, you're going to also be able to feel his impact, and you're going to be just smiling away, knowing that, hey, not
0: only is my guy out here cooking,
1: but he's also making me money down the line.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's the dream. That's the dream. Uh, Kenny Pickett, for a while, was uh, had the best odds for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's now tied for third best. Uh, Chris Olave and Brees Hall have jumped ahead of Kenny Pickett. Kenny is at plus nine hundred tied with uh with Drake London for third best odds. Yeah, Pickens sixteenth uh, best odds to be NFL offensive rookie of the year plus twenty five hundred. That's a hey, that's a nice little uh that's a nice little fun uh maybe one to throw throw yeah, a few bucks. Can't go on wrong there. with that at and, all, hey, man. And, and like you said too, there's a the longevity with that bet. You know, you'll get you'll get seventeen weeks out of uh well eighteen weeks if you count the bye week of, of you know watching and seeing how that all plays out. So that could be a fun one. Uh, certainly. Yeah, and it always hits a little could. bit more when you got a little bit more invested in it, man. So you'll Absolutely. be more you know, in tune to these games. <laughs> Absolutely. That never hurts. That never hurts. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rod, Dalla t- Rod Dalla tweets uh, about. So we got two tweets here Jason and Rod Dalla wondering uh, about Saturday's coverage and people outside of the Pittsburgh area. Um, you can watch the game on the NFL Network if you're outside the Pittsburgh area. You can also get uh, NFL Plus now, Arthur Motes, which allows uh, you mm-hmm. know everyone out of market preseason games. I think regular season and postseason as well too. So yeah, and he's what the... four ninety nine a
1: month or something like something that. Something like so, that. Yeah, you know, it's like one of those expensive.
0: Netflix, you know, ESPN mm-hmm. Plus, Disney Plus type subscription services. So yeah, NFL Plus or if you have the NFL Network, uh, the preseason game on Saturday night will be on the NFL Network. Is all as well, pardon me, Mozi, that is all that we have for the tweets today.
1: It is, man. So, with that being said, man, I got to give a big time shout out to the Power Grid, the Megawatts. We love your participation. Shout out to my man, Brian Long Martina, back at the ranch, keeping us extra crispy. No echoes. Love that. And the best co host in all the land
0: with the good hand, Mr. Wesley you Pleasure's all mine, Mozi. I sound like a chick fil A? I employee. like it.
1: <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. You know this. So, with that being said, man, you don't want to touch that dial. You got Matt Williamson and Dale Lally coming up to follow us on the drive, man. Three hours of awesome coverage right here on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold.
0: Steelers Nation Radio. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR.